27 years after it didn't entirely light up the box office, we re-examine, and in my case, examine, Eddie Murphy in Vampire in Brooklyn. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. You're listening to episode 46 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. Matt so um yeah just want to throw this out there at the top of the show that I was on the latest episode of the happy fangirl podcast with Francis it's the um, infamous reanimator episode where um shit went topsy-turvy and she um started asking me a whole bunch of race-related questions so it, it, it was a wild time but good discussion yeah shout out to uh Francis and uh, we'll see how this, we'll listen to it. Well, I'll listen to it and uh, check it out. Let's see this race talk. Let's see <laughs> if Francis, is she an ally or not? I mean, if she wasn't an ally, I would not have invited her on this podcast. Oh, I thought she was doing it because, you know, we, we got to uh, present both sides of it, you know, Wait, equal opportunity podcast. No, this is a very slanted um, viewed podcast, you know, Um we're not trying to have any racist people on up on this motherfucker. And they say controversy creates cash. All right. I mean, we'll I, 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 I guess I'm. Uh, I'm what's, what's the term? Um, cutting our nose off for our face. Or what's that? What's that expression? It's, it's cutting our nose, the spite of our face. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we're back this week with two guests. Uh, we'd like to welcome back Laurent. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Well, we're good. We're good. And also, we'd like to introduce Caesar. How's it going, man? Oh, well, life is good. Life is good. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for agreeing to come on. So um, the three of you, you, Laurent, and Matt know each other. Why don't you tell the audience how? All right. So at one point, we were all three of us were roommates together uh, and shipmates together in the Navy. Four years, I believe we all spent together. Wow, almost. And it's uh, it's yeah. crazy to think that we're still friends because, well, not me, but them two had a little altercation. And I know uh, Laurent alluded to it on the last time he was on about a physical altercation. And now we have that person to rebuttal to see if Laurent told the story, actually how how, how it happened. Well, remind us what the story was, because that was like 40 episodes ago. Basically what happened was, I had a certain space in the house, in the apartment, and uh, it was mine. It was my bubble, and everybody agreed it was my bubble. I paid rent for this bubble, and uh, uh, the gentleman that Laurent is decided that he was going to uh, partake of my bubble unasked, you know, and I'm like, get up. This is my bubble. He thought he was big and bad. And uh, decided to not uh, get up. <laughs> so be- before we go too far down on this, when you say bubble, what do you mean by that? So the bubble was a uh, a pullout pallet. It folds okay. up in- into it- the pallet folds up into a chair. So a futon. And- you said pallet. <laughs> it's it. Well, uh, it's a it's smaller than that. Yeah, it folds into it folds out into like a little laying thing, but also into a little chair. It's, but it's smaller than a futon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it was small, but it was mine. It was mine. And that's all that, that's all that mattered. And then we turned to, to, to fisticuffs, as Matthew likes to say. It was that serious that you, that you fought <laughs> your fists up against this man. Oh, I knocked him upside the head like three, four times. 15, 15 years of this. And this story always makes me laugh. The part that I just realized, and now I feel bad about it. I didn't know he was paying for this spot. That's why it was my bubble. You know? <laughs> I assumed he was just some homeless guy who just hang around your couch, you know? I, I was. I, I thought it was free game. Whoever got there first. No, you paid. Now, now, technically, now that I know that, then it's like, he was your roommate. If he's you, paying. You pay rent to sleep know. on the couch. Yeah, I didn't know he was paying yes, rent to basically. sleep on the couch. Basically. Hey, when... When the option is a bed, 
on a U.S. Navy ship or a couch at your homeboy's house? Hey, I, I, I fucked the you bill. Can't, you, can't, you can't bring women back to the ship. But you can bring women back to... To the couch. Uh, to a bubble that's smaller than a futon. Oh, uh, don't don't get it twisted, Chad. The bubble was quite small, but it was used efficiently. It definitely didn't lack in character. All right. Uh, well, it's it's um, nice to meet you, Caesar. Uh, I do vaguely remember that story now. That was the past. This is the present. What you've been up to, man? Uh, I actually live a very quiet life. You know, just uh. Me. So you're not getting into fights over couches anymore? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, not at all. Uh, so right now I'm on vacation, been uh, but really just a vacation around the house, uh, a staycation at home, okay. away from just getting away from work. So what have you been up to on this staycation? I've just been uh, hanging out around the house, working on my motorcycle. Uh, it's a new hobby I picked up because I picked it. Matter of fact, I picked the hobby up just because of the fact that being a Navy veteran, all I do is drink. I don't have any hobbies that does not include drinking. So this is my uh, my release from that. My step away from the, the alcohol. So yeah, I've, I've been working on it, playing around with it, getting it uh, getting it going. It's a uh, I like it. It's a new hobby. For me. It's good. How, how long have you been uh, doing that? I bought my first mo- mo- motorcycle about two years ago. About two years ago, and uh. I dropped it, meaning I crashed it. I dropped it like a week into it. <laughs> but uh, so that one has been laid up in the garage ever since. But I, I bought another one, smaller uh, sports bike. And uh, this one I've been I've been doing good with. It. I've been, well, you got to, everybody's got to lay it down once. Yeah, when you well, lay it down. My next question, is that a common thing for like motorcycle people to drop their bike or fall over? Uh, it, they say everybody it happens to everybody at least once you know if it hasn't happened yet you're just waiting for it to happen when are you going to draw uh join a bike club you mean like a motorcycle club or just a, a group of people uh, uh i mean a is there club. a difference I'm about, I'm, there is i'm about to put yeah. all my there motorcycle stereotypes in i i want to see you with the little black vest with the logo on the back like sons of anarchy type of stuff all right uh no, nah, that's not me at all. <laughs> that's not me at all. Uh, motorcycle clubs, you got to pay a, a fee to be a, a, to join them. Now, the, I do have a Facebook group that I, I follow that I go out and ride with those guys every once in a while. But okay. no, I, I don't plan on joining any actual motorcycle club ever. Okay. So how's your dating life going these days? My current dating life, I'm actually still single. I'm, I'm like a a habitually single guy. I stay single for long periods of time. I, uh, I still have female friends that, that come hang out, you know, that's around all the time. Like I, I maintain friendships with all my exes, you know, uh, we stay cool. I've always been told that I shouldn't actually like maintain friendships with my exes. Like it's a bad thing or something like that. Um, and I, I never understood it as long as it's a, maintain that social distance you know saying so you keep that space uh what do y'all think about that what's your what's your opinions i guess my first question is why do you uh stay friends with your exes uh see matt's already coming at this from a negative tent you can already tell by the way mm-hmm. he asked that question so the, the reason why is because so i can't say that any of my past relationships ended in a in a with a negative in a in a None of them ever really ended bad, you know. So, I when I dated these, these these females, they were friends of mine then. And when I stopped dating them, there's no reason not to maintain the friendship. Like we're still cool people. I don't hit them up every other week. Like, how you doing? You know. So hey, let me ask it. this question. So, is your dating history just women that were your friend initially? And then you started dating or have there been any people that you the the way you met them was to date and then it turned into a friendship because that's two different things. So I've got at least like three friends from Tinder that just that it kind of evolved into something. But then we let it just 
turn into something different, you know? Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's both ways, though. So both ways. Okay. Actually, I kind of agree with Caesar. So uh, I'm in the same situation besides uh, this two or three people like that I don't talk to, but mostly I don't end on the wrong, I don't end on the wrong note with people, right? So I mean, you should definitely send them the link to this episode. We need we need more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I'm talking about you. Yeah. But the thing, but the thing is though, so even if you not when I think because I do a lot more like thinking and you know introspective now, maybe sometimes it's about like I don't want to say uh, it's about your ego, but you might feel like it's good to know that someone that held that deep part of your life, you still want to help, you still want to hold some type of uh, not control, but still be in their life, still keep maintain that friendship. Because even when you're dating new people, you just known them for six, seven months. But even that other person, if it's not like Caesar said, if it's not like, oh, I hate you. I don't like this person no more. There's no reason why you can't still have that person who y'all share great moments of joy with or y'all had good experiences. You can't still because you still you know them for a long time so y'all could you know talk about old stories or things y'all have been through but um at the same time uh caesar is there any other other reasons why because uh to be honest i mean uh sometimes you might just want to uh partake in being around those uh lady friends for extracurricular activities is that the case i mean I can say, yeah, yeah. I'm just, say no. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. And it, but it's not. I don't. Uh, it's not that I'm, I'm looking for. It, you know what I'm saying? But it's always a possibility. Uh, it's not it's, that it's. It's uh, always about what? No, no. Not, it's not that I'm looking for it, but it's always, always a possibility. Oh, a possibility. You know? Okay. Yeah, and with me being single, like, what does it, what does it matter anyway? But I'm not going to give up my. Even if I do get into a relationship. I still like I'm not giving up my friends from the past just because something had happened there, you know. I appreciate you having that mindset in in theory. In theory, when I get into a relationship, I'm still gonna be friends with them, but in practicality, you aren't. Okay, so I was coming at this first, uh, being married, and um, and like you said, you've been single majority of your life. So if being acquaintances with somebody or being friendly with somebody is different than being friends, friends with somebody like somebody like you long time. So when I'm married, do I keep up with any of my exes? No. But if I was single, I could see that where like the possibility of sex might be there or or whatever. Or maybe, like you said, maybe you generally like them as like a person or whatever, but with, or if I was in a relationship, it all depends. I can understand like if my, if my girl was like, oh, this is my ex dude, but we just cool. It then it all depends on like how secure you are in yourself that that is just an uh, ex and they not really doing anything. Or if it is just, um, they just friends. It's it's hard to, because when I was single, yes, I had um, I maintained friendship with my exes, but but that was really because none of my exes were really like friends. Friends, we were friends. Well, no, well, that's not what he's saying. Like you know, not not Facebook friends. Like no, like we met each other, we was cool, we start dating, we break up, whatever, whatever was, but it wasn't like I'm about to go hang out with this person now. Cause, cause I, I enjoyed being with them or we used to talk about whatever we were just like, it worked for the relationship. Now the relationship is over. I don't need to go back to this person. We, we were cool, but it right. wasn't like, I want to go to David Buster. So I'm going to call blah, blah, blah up or whatever. Like, right. That. So how there cool was never no, really? no, no, huh? Well, how cool were you really in your relationships with them? Who knows? I mean, well, you probably know. not good enough if we didn't last. So <laughs> well, no, that's not. Just, but that's that's not what he's saying. Like, you can be in a relationship with somebody and be like, this doesn't work in a romantic sense, but the friendship aspect it still works. Like though, like because that is oh, two okay. separate things. Right. I've never had that before. Because personally, in, in my endeavors, I have people that I could be great friends with. We've had relationships with, but 
you know, that 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 aspect is dead, but I could still be a good friend with that person. Sometimes the friendship with that person is way better than the romantic side. Right. Like you remember a couple episodes back, we had Fran on. We we went on a couple of dates and then, you know, we were like, this isn't working out. And so I went on and and um, got married. And then a little bit after that, she went on and got married. But we still are in communication. So, like, we're still cool. So do you feel the re- do you feel like you shouldn't be? Is that the reason why you asked it? You, like part of you feel like you shouldn't be or you're an anomaly like you shouldn't be friends with your exes? Well, because I've I've had uh, I've had like a current girlfriend or the girl I, I was dating at the time ask me, like, why are you still friends with this person? Or if I happen to see one of my exes. And when I say exes, I also include just fe- individual females. I've just had relationships with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'll just have them like I'll just have to meet them out in public, you know. And because it it happened, it'll happen frequently, like she be like, Did you fuck her? Like, maybe. <laughs> like, why well, you don't ask these questions, you know? Like I'm still I'm still gonna give her a hug, like that's my friend. So just to just to give a little insight to me, uh, even though I'm I maintain these friendships or whatever, right? I am firmly against uh cheating. I'm not a cheater. That's not something okay. I do. If okay. I'm if I'm if I'm in a situation with somebody like it's me and you and that's it, you know. Before I would cheat, I would like I'm like, hey, I'm going. Uh, this isn't working, you know. Yeah, I'm gone, you know. So, Laurent, what you been up to? What you want to talk about? So, you know, I moved to California, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. You mentioned that on the last episode. Yeah. So how's that going? I, well, it's a big change. Um. Over the last winter, I caught COVID. My holidays was filled with uh, drinking lots of water, taking medication, and sitting around, rolling around, wondering what's going to happen. But hey, I'm here now. Yeah, I, uh, I ain't gonna say I wished I had COVID. That's not that's not it. When I was that's sick, not appropriate. And I <laughs> and I was and I was doing bad when I got tested, and they told me I didn't have COVID. I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit disappointed. I'm like, I'm just out here regular sick. But after that, I went and got boosted up though. So I'm like, I don't like feeling like this, even though if it wasn't COVID, I don't like feeling like this. I thought I was about to die. I'm glad you pulled through, Laurent. I appreciate uh, being happy that I'm alive. Hey, how bad, <laughs> how bad was it? Uh, it was pretty bad, but. What they told me was that it could have been a lot worse. Obviously, I was vaccinated, so but I thought it was more than just a common flu. I felt like you know how you you got a temperature and you feel hot. I feel like I was burning. Like I'm like I it was the hottest I ever felt. I don't know what it was, but it felt like I was like 120 or something, and I was just very weak. Even to this day, like I'm I get out of breath easily. Like I just walk up a couple of stairs and I'm. Oh, you still have some residual effects. Huh? Yeah, like people are like, why are you breathing hard? I'm like, did they HIPAA? give you a uh, uh, inhaler? <laughs> no, I never heard of that. People be getting inhalers uh, based off it. I mean, their respiratory's all fucked up. Yeah, because whenever I like, I used to be big on cardio, running and stuff. Like that was the one thing I enjoyed doing. Listen to some music, go run. I can't do that, so I didn't turn into the uh, weights more often to try to you know battle this, but. Very weak. I even kind of slowed down on my smoking and stuff. Like maybe that has a, an effect on it. I'm sure but, that's not helping. Yeah, not at all. So, but it's, I it's thought, like when he was t- when he told me the story, <laughs> the part I laughed at was like he went in there with a mask on. After they tested him, they was like, "Ah, oh, nah, you need this other mask." <laughs> they gave me yeah, like the super, super duper, the super <laughs> duper what N85 mask. I just had yeah. the little, you know. They was like, "Nah, nah, 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 uh, right here." And then everybody yeah. just like everybody, y- y'all remember the uh the old dunk contest with Shaq and T Mac and them, and they would just lean back like, oh, oh yeah. that's how everybody looked. Yeah. As soon as the results <laughs> came out, they were like, oh, I'm like, I'm just the same person I was five minutes ago. Uh, like, no, nah, you get, infected. You get out of here. <laughs> You're not welcome, sir. So Matt, what you been up to, man? Yeah, I've been busy with uh my car broke down. Is this mm. your car or the car you bought from Laurent? <laughs> Both of uh, it's the car both I bought from Laurent, so he knew he was he was uh he was selling me a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so one day I was driving, and then like I'm I'm stopped at a light. Next thing you know, car just turns off. 
And I'm like, shit. So then like I had to turn it off, turn it back on. It keeps working. So I'm like, all right, maybe it was just a, a It was thing. a fluke. It was a fluke. The right. hiccup. So right. So then a couple of days later, I'm leaving the I'm leaving base. I'm in line. Car stops again. I turn off, turn it back on. I drive up a little bit. It does it again. I'm like, shit, all right, I can't be doing this no more. So now, um, and then this latest thing last week, it just, it, I was, it was parked. I was about to leave work. Shit wouldn't even turn on now. So I'm uh, looking for a new whip now. I'm down on one car. Oh, you didn't try and get it fixed? Nah, because the JCI is due next month, it ain't no point of putting what, more money in the car. What is the JCI? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, uh, the JCI is like the inspections that, that, you know, you have to do every two years or whatever for your car in the States. Okay. So since I already know it's messed up, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm about to just junk it and just get a new one. Junk it or sell it to some other poor fool? <laughs> God, the motherfucker won't even turn on, so I can't even give a test drive now <laughs> to a tip to do it. No, I, I had uh, some guys I work with who uh, works as a mechanic. I had them come look at it. He thought it was a battery. He even tried jumping it, and nothing worked. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, sounds like the alternative to me, but I'm no mechanic. I just uh, I YouTube everything. That's funny. Yeah, um, it's okay. Are you looking at any kind of any car, any specific cars? Oh no, um, I already got one lined up. There's a guy I work with. It's a long story. I don't feel like getting the details. But basically, he let me get his car. It's a podcast. Uh, if I bought what the a- fuck? <laughs> you what you mean? If I if if I if I bought him a bike. All right. So motorcycle. This guy. When I when I was talking about my car situation, he was like, uh, he was like, "You got a bike?" I was like, "Yeah, I got a bike." And uh, he was like, "I trade you the bike for the car." And I was like, "For real?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right. Well, what kind of car you got and stuff?" So then. We talked about it a little bit. So then last and uh, later on that night, I hit him up. I was like, hey, were you serious about that? And the reason is, is because um, in Japan, you can't just go off and buy cars like you want to. You have to have a parking spot. So when you buy a car, you will have somebody from City Hall or police or somebody come out and verify that you have a parking spot because, you know, it's so small and everything like that. So the apartment that he lives in, he only has one parking spot, which... uh, his wife's car is parked there. So he just leaves his car on base. So he was like, and he just, used, he normally just walks to base. So he said that if, if I get him a bike, that he would give me his car. Um, and then his wife would be able to get a sticker for her car to come on base. So that's I funny. Like, right, so. That's funny to me wow. because uh, I, I remember being, from being in Japan, my time in Japan, that they had the parking spaces where like, it'd be like an elevator, like you drive onto it and raise it up so that your wife can park up underneath you yeah some um some apartment some apartment complexes are like that to where um you uh you could do that and other ones are just regular ones so he was like uh so i I took him to the store picked out the um bike he won't and now i gotta jump on monday i gotta jump this car and do all the paperwork and everything so i am in good shape well, that's good to hear. So with no car to rip and run the streets in, I'm at home. So I've been just catching up on shows. Um, have you heard of the the Earthquake comedy special on Netflix? It's new. No. Are you familiar with Earthquake's uh, work? The comedian, yeah. As a comedian? Yeah. Chappelle's yeah, home that. team? He had, yeah, is, that's what it's called. Chappelle's home team. Is this kind of like doing, um, comic view? No, it's just basically him. He, he just spoke for like maybe a minute or so. And then he introduced uh, Earthquake and he did his room. It wasn't long, maybe 20, 30 minutes. But it, it's fucking hilarious. I highly recommend it on Netflix to check it out. Was I just using Chappelle's name to open it up and then and then we hit with Earthquake? Earthquake sounds familiar. I don't really know him, but is that it's what the comic view thing? I remember. Yeah, it basically. Yeah, it's just it's just Chappelle's using his platform to, you know, Give a shot to other comedians. But Earthquake's been, been around. While, yeah, I mean, I guess to, I remember the name. But just because he's been around doesn't mean that he's big, though. Yeah, he's right. big. So is he though? Yes, he's like three hundred and sixty pounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but besides that, also check. I was able to check out Reacher. Have you guys? Are you guys familiar with Reacher? 
I'm aware of it. Yes, I haven't seen it, but I know it's based off a book, and then Tom Cruise did like two movies. Okay. All right, yeah. So this one is uh is real good, and um I did some research afterwards. So apparently, when they did the Tom Cruise movie, fans hated it, and the reason is is because Jack Reacher, the character, is like you know six three, six four, muscular, all this stuff, and we all know Tom Cruise short and everything. So now they they went back to the roots, and even the creator of it said he was like uh. He heard the uh, the fans' reaction, so that's why they went back to uh, what the character from the book is supposed to look like. And part of it, because he's supposed to, when you see him, you should automatically supposed to be intimidated by him. So, but it was real good. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope they come out with more. Um, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think he got renewed for a second season. Yeah, it's. I I recommend that too. It's real good. I think it's not. Eight nine episodes maybe if that. Okay. But Chad, what you uh, what you been watching these days? So I'm four episodes into Inventing Anna. Are you guys familiar with that? Yes. I've never heard of it. Laurent. I've never heard of this show. Okay, so this is based off a true story about how this. Um, she says she was like a Russian um, heiress. She scammed uh, a lot of very powerful people in uh, New York. Like she basically came to America with nothing. And she like talked her way into like the highest 1% tier of New York and got them to start giving her money and stuff. And this story um, follows like in flashbacks, like how, she was able to do these things but um was this based the, on a true story yeah 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 I but think in I may the, have heard something about it. in the present she's in jail so like the that story is really interesting but i'm not really digging the show that much because instead of just it just being about the woman and her like adventures like scamming people it's about like a reporter that they made up so that's our that's our lens into the story and so they gave the reporter some stuff like her editor hates her and she's pregnant, but she doesn't want to accept that she's pregnant. And it's just like all this extra shit that's just taken away from what's interesting about this story, you know? So, so hmm? now I want to say, what is your thoughts about uh, TV shows, streaming platforms, giving money to these quote unquote bad people just to get their story? I know people are upset about uh, the, the the people who she scammed were upset that Netflix gave her 300 some thousand or something like that to get the rights to her story. And, you know, they got swindled out of millions of dollars. And now, uh, what I mean, is it's that, her though? story, though? But don't, <laughs> the, the, tender, the thing is, I'm sorry, step on your toes. Hold on real quick. The, the Tinder, uh, that movie about the Tinder guy, he's trying to get um, a deal and stuff. So, like, how do you guys feel about uh, these companies? I don't say rewarding these people, but basically rewarding them for the quote unquote bad stuff they did. I thought there were laws in place that said you couldn't you profit off of your crimes. But at the same time, is she does she owe these people money because of that in restitution? Yes. No, she she scammed these people out of that's thousands not, that's of not his, that's that's not his question. My question is, does oh, she owe the these people money? Isn't oh. she able to use it? It's that similar thing to the Wolf of Wall Street, right? guy went to jail for it but he used the money to pay off the stuff that he owed for so if oh he, i see what you're saying but if you're not allowing him to tell his story or write these books or do whatever to pay them back then they could just throw up their hand and say hey i don't got no money i think it's certain types of crimes like uh like charles manson off the many movies and documentaries they made about him i don't think he received any money for that you know I think a similar thing happened with, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to hip hop music, but at the time, Rick Ross tried to sue Rick Ross. And the reason why the suit got thrown out is because you can't make money because you're like, this guy's using my name to make money. So they threw his case out. He tried yeah. to sue himself. So there, so the rapper Rick Ross, the name is based on a alleged 
a notorious drug dealer. So that's oh, not his okay, real name. Okay, okay. So I the see. guy who was Rick Ross tried to sue in the course, like, how are you going to make money? Well, he's rapping about the stuff that I do. So it's like, no, you can't make money off of that. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious to get your thoughts on that. Um, What's your thoughts on it? Uh, Matt, Matt is against until you just laid out a good good um, argument. Well, I don't know, because I'm like, uh, once when I read the story of one of the people that she swindled, I was like, yeah, that is messed up that that you guys, Netflix gave her this, gave her the money for her, for her story, and then she didn't even pay the other pe- these people that she swindled, so I thought that was kind of fucked up. But like you said, I don't know if, I don't know, I haven't watched it to see if, if, if she's supposed to pay these people back or if it's just on water under the bridge or i mean you know, she, she went to jail to, spoilers but... she's in jail right now oh okay yeah she could use it to pay those people you're still gonna go you're still gonna probably owe people money and that could be your case how am i gonna pay them right right paying lawyers and stuff like that probably inventing ns on netflix and um, i also checked out fresh on hulu um, the biggest star in that is Sebastian Stan, the uh, Winter Soldier. And it started out, actually, it's kind of funny that you were talking about uh, dating Caesar because it starts off as like a modern rom-com. Like the first scene is a girl, she's on like a Tinder-like app where she's swiping on guys. And then she is about to go um, in on a date with some other guy, right? So like light commentary on our swiping culture, right? We are, we have a date lined up, but we're still trying to see what else is out there. And the date goes horribly because the dude's an asshole. And randomly she meets Sebastian Stan like at a grocery store, like old school. And they really hit it off. And he's like, hey, let's go away for the weekend after they've been dating for like a couple of weeks. And instead of taking her where he said they were going to take her, he takes her to his to a house in the woods this is a really nice house and he drugs her i i, I know i sent the trailer for this sh- for this movie to matt um have either of you guys heard of this before uh fresh no yeah. i've never heard of this i'm not fully aware of this is it a chick flick sound like chick chick flick from your description well i said that it starts off as like a modern rom-com so the, the trailer, it, um, it intentionally doesn't show what this movie's actually about. And it just promotes that part of the movie. And it just alludes to like some other shit's going to happen. So I'm going to tell you this other shit because um, it's, it's insane. And it made this movie not good. So he takes her to his, his cabin in the woods and he drugs her and she wakes up chained up. And he's like, hey, so here's the deal. I find women online or wherever and i he's a doctor he removes their body parts and he basically sells human meat to rich people he's meat that took a turn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so is it is it told that this is a thriller this in reality we're watching a thriller now yeah so like is there is a huge tonal shift like once she gets to the dude's house um yeah. And so that's kind of where the movie start to slowly fall apart. Like she tried to escape a few times and then she's like, OK, my strategy is to like gain, regain his trust. And so she starts like, oh, can you can you tell me what human meat tastes like? And he starts cooking for her and all this shit. And it's just it just it, it's just not a good movie. It's the, yeah, like it, it started out pretty strong and interesting. No, she she ate it a couple of times. Well, she like this okay, just fire. She was like, mm. <laughs> she was like, mm, it's good. But then when she got back to her cell, she vomited it up, and I was like, nah, girl, like you you ate that stuff. You in? You all in? You Hannibal Lecter Jr. Um, what was kind of fucked up is that she has a black best friend, and once she stops like texting her, she does a little investigation, and um, apparently, dude is married and the wife is in on it too so they capture her and so um dude uh, winter soldier wait 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 go back on that so the wife the the, her her black 
best friends. Winter wife. Soldier's wife. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Winter Soldier's wife is in on it. And so when the black girl goes to like try and find out what's going on, she's like, hey, I think your husband was messing with my friend, woman to woman, you know, and the lady's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, she knocked the shit out of her. Um, basically, uh, Winter Soldier fed a uh, white girl some of her black best friend and she didn't know it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Dark me. I don't like this movie just for that part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, for the for the longest, they wouldn't reveal if he killed her or not. And I was like, I am going to flip shit if this girl is, if they killed the black girl, but they keeping these white girls alive. <laughs> but yeah, no, it wasn't that good. All right. So, um, Bel Air, uh, are you guys caught up? Yes, sir. Yes. Dean Kane, sir. Okay. I have not seen a single episode. Wow. Life gets in the way. So basically, it is um you are you're familiar with like the Marvel movies, right? Yes. So you know we got the multiverse of madness coming up, and they're going to be jumping to different universes. Absolutely, I watched all the uh, all the TV shows, all the movies. I'm I'm in there. So think of Bel Air as that, like you know the the Fresh Prince universe. This is like one of the fucked up universes that they hop to. Gotcha. Yeah. So um episodes four through six. I um I, I have some thoughts, guys. Like um there's some storylines that I'm kind of getting tired of in this show. Like um Lisa. We, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uncomfortable yeah. with this. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. Uh I don't know. Go ahead. Take, Go ahead. Say your say your thoughts. So like, well, that well actually, that, let me roll back for half a second. The woman that's playing Aunt Viv, it feels like she, her she's doing an impression of the original Aunt Viv and Michelle Obama. Like every time she speaks, and I don't know if that's her actual voice or if that's just how she's carrying herself, but it's really distracting every time that woman talks. I don't like it. I just I, I, would, I see that. I don't see the Aunt Viv with, with Michelle you. Obama. Yeah. Um. Then, like this whole thing with um with Will's friend Trey when he was hating on him for wanting to stay in Bel Air, and I'm and like, fuck why? Trey. right? Like, why would you want to give up literally everything at your fingertips to go to fucking Philly? Go back to Philly? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't because, know. Because you know, but they, I found myself those, yelling at the TV. <laughs> yeah, because you know uh young young dudes uh you know they all about they repping their hometown and this is everything um i'm gonna tell you something that was told to me when i was young you can't rep your hood if you never left your hood that's so true that is so true yep like when in that first episode when he's like i never left bel-air i'm sorry i never left well philly i'm like what why why not see what else is out there man because they 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 stuck in their their city bubble and well no i totally agree with you guys when they were like when he was mad you ain't coming back and everything like that i was like (sighs) but one thing i did uh, i do enjoy about it is they not they not hard in front of their friends like he cries if they both cried in front of each other and they, they even tell him on the phone love you on the phone mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, I guess they're in a relationship that's, nice. that's the way that that's the way the guy was acting like he did something personally to him by by having his own decisions and choices about where he wanted to live at yep as if he as if he betrayed him somehow even when i was upset because he offered for him to come there right it wasn't like yeah. he was like 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 oh screw you over there he was like hey you should be here too so like he wants to be grounded he wants to be grounded and have the Philly people with him. Right. Got those concert tickets and stuff. Yeah, I was I was yelling at the TV. I was so upset. And then, like, okay, so Lisa's dad, he's the chief of police, right? I don't know if he was no. chief of police. He's a police officer. I, I thought he said he was the chief of police. And then now he's about to turn around and run for DA. Like, he, you're a lawyer, too? Because I'm pretty sure you got to be a lawyer to be DA. That sounds like a conflict of interest. Like, no, well, my thing is like, why are you a cop if you are an attorney? It's the multiverse. 
<laughs> of madness. So yeah, like those just the things off the top of my head that I've got issue with on the show. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't like I don't like Lisa at all. Okay. Uh, I understood at the beginning where she just she first met Will and everything, and they were doing their stuff. And are, are these only black people in Bel Air? Because <laughs> I'm just like Lisa. Are you date this one? Okay, y'all broke up. Then his cousin comes, and this is a this is bad on Will and Lisa. Because I don't care. Like once at the beginning, he didn't know that they dated, but once they found out it's dated. Why are you dating and kissing on your cousin's ex? Even and you know he got feelings for her. Right. You see any other so, sisters out like, there? Right. So I'm like, no matter what, like uh, even when this last episode when uh, Carlton couldn't do anything, and then he comes out confront her because you know this whole celebration about her mom thing. Um, why are you doing this? Like, I understand you like her and everything like that. So be friends with her. You can't find uh, anybody else. You know. You know how you know how your cousin feels about her, but it's like this is the only girl in the world right now. I mean, this is going back to what Caesar said, right? Staying friends with your exes. Yeah, just just staying staying friends with people. Maybe you shouldn't be friends with. Right. That's what I think. I mean, especially with the stuff that Carlton is over his head that he knows everything. Why would you trade in that water at all? Right. I I don't disagree with that. Carlton is. Uh, yeah, I should see his his comments on his TikTok. It's all people saying "fuck you," right? And that's <laughs> like he just like, doing he just doing regular shit. Like he playing a song, and they're like, "Man, fuck you for what you did to Will." And he's like, "I'm an actor," right. so he like <laughs> right. so he like Tyreek on Power. The people that's just, what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just walk. No, but that means he he acting his ass off though. So yeah, I give him props for that because every time he's on there, I fucking hate him. Also, it seems like the actor that's playing Will is actually fucking that actress that plays Lisa. Because they a little too close on her TikToks. A little too close. And I'm like, okay, sir. I mean, y'all work together. That's not that's not really cute, but all right. Work together, flirt together. Hey, man, Might even to build that, together. Get an on-screen relationship chemistry going. Yeah. <laughs> also, why is Michael Early's nabby-headed ass in this show? Let him live. Who was that? <laughs> the, the art dealer. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's another dude that should be like, uh, he always on some shiesty stuff. Like he always trying to steal your girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I call moment, him Mr. Steal Your Girl. He the moment right. Uncle Phil came in the room, he's like, who the fuck are you, man? Right. <laughs> I was like, you appreciate you know? my wife's work? Right. He's like, why don't you do some guest stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Also, I, I something I don't like about these kind of shows, like where it's like, especially shows surrounding around rich people and like teenagers and stuff. Like every week, there's some sort of fucking party that they have to get ready for. Like, can y'all ever just exist? Like, no. One week, like one week is prom, the next week is the fucking formal, and then no. you got the- wait, wait, Chad, are you rich? Do you live in Bel Air? Well, I'm saying, are you rich, Chad? Not, last I checked, no. <laughs> I'm not rich either. Maybe this is how rich people live. A party every week. Right. And we just don't know about it. Maybe rich people do do this all the time. Hey, 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 rich listeners, uh, uh, comment and let us know. How yeah, y'all let live. us know how y'all really live. And this is an everyday occurrence for y'all. <laughs> but uh, going back to Trey, when this they flew you out, I want to assume first class. Got flew out. And then when he was like, yeah, you need to put this suit on. Oh, or my God. Eat dinner. And he like, what? I'll, y'all, you do this? What is y'all the big deal about putting this fucking suit on? Y'all don't eat a, with, with a hoodie in your drawers? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> y'all wash y'all hands first? <laughs> it's like you, it's like you, he enjoyed being poor. And when you can see better stuff, he's like, nah, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. You guys are eating with forks and spoons. I don't <laughs> like this. I like the way I do it with my it's just like, why why is this the thing that you don't like? Or you can be like, oh wow, that's weird. Or I never knew people do this, and then put the fucking suit on. And then it brings me back to when I was like, what are they in a relationship? Because when they were at the concert, 
I would have just said, hey, we could table this because, you know, enjoy ourselves now. But it was like, nope, I'm holding on to it in front of a crowd. And we're going to... Wait, that's, that's I'm about to make a scene. Like, angry at a concert. Like, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, man, we can talk about this later, bro. We out here to... <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, he, he might turn out that uh, he has a... Uh, Feeling feelings for Will, and maybe that's why he upset. Ah, they're setting it up. But at the same time, like, yeah. so when he when he came out there, he was like talking as if Will said things he didn't say. Like you're coming out here, I'm like, nah, you said that. You just you just took it for granted. I'm coming back to save your little basketball team because y'all chitter ass. Like, I'm right. what am I like? You know what I mean? Like, what what do you want me to do? I, I just I, I don't know. Somehow, like watching this show, it made me feel for where Will was coming from. He called himself yep. trying to protect his friend, but now he got a better opportunity. And when he's trying to, you know, flourish in this opportunity, it seems like not only his friends are trying to bring him down, his own family. Right. Because all the oh, speaking of that, what's your thoughts on um his his mother? Um, I'm trying to think if I was in her shoes, you know, of course she wants her son back, but he has he has better opportunities there and stuff. And he's, so, not, he's not like 12 or nothing anyways. Like, he's about to be a grown man. He needs to be setting up for his adulthood soon. He's, I'm assuming, 16, 17, getting ready for college. Like, he's getting... Right, but just college. like she said, that he was getting scholarship opportunities and scouts looking at him in Philly, though, too. But now you're in... It's the same reason, like, there's a lot more scouts. We're, we're in L.A. over here. Like, I mean, what are we doing right. here? Right. Like, like I ready? saw... I saw a thing on um, Reddit where there's a theory that in this new universe, Will's mom is not his mom and it might be Bill. Because like there's something going on there. Like when Phil stopped Ashley and um, Hillary from talking about like them having a falling out. Like there's some weirdness, like when they had when the two sisters had that FaceTime call, right? So something, something's there, and that's gonna be weird because now, um, you know, Will and um, Will and the Mama Lightskin, Uncle Phil and uh, um, Bear, they black. I'm not saying that Phil <laughs> is his dad. Oh, like somebody else, or like oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like his dad that left. Man, I can't wait till when they do that scene. Why don't he love me, man? Man, that's gonna be fire when they do that. They gonna cause you know they gonna make it extra spicy because it's a drama. But when they do that scene, that's gonna it's gonna hit. It it, it is it is. Is this show gonna be like a one off season, like one season and done? It or better not be. No, it was renewed yeah, for it, two it, seasons, so there's gonna be at least more? two seasons. No, two okay. seasons, no, one, one and two. So it probably is going to get a third, but it's guaranteed two seasons. It's a good show, but it's very different. So, like, manage your expectations. This is not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air we grew up with. You got to see it's a totally different show. It's, so, I saw I ended up getting Peacock, and it's the only show I've watched on it. So um, I'm trying to think, is there anything worth talking about on Peacock? Let me know, because I don't. that's the only thing I've watched on there. Nothing um, I can think of. This has nothing else to do with it. I just want to give a shout out to Coco Jones. She played Hillary. Yes, she's yes. fine as fuck. Oh, Hillary. yeah. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's see what else she's been in. She, I haven't seen, I don't know nothing else she's been in. All right. This week we talk Vampire in Brooklyn. For centuries they have roamed the earth. Fearsome creatures of the night. Endlessly seeking to satisfy an unyielding hunger. Now, the world's last vampire is about to encounter something infinitely more terrifying than himself. Brooklyn. Interesting. I've been stabbed, and I've been hanged. Even broken on the rack once, but I've never been shot before. Kind of itches a little. The last surviving vampire from a Caribbean island arrives in New York in search of the Dampire, an offspring of a vampire and a human. So my question is, am I the only person that has not seen this movie before? 
Thought I did, but I realized I definitely didn't watch this movie. But you didn't watch it today? Until today. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I've definitely seen it. You know, I've seen it uh, not many times, at least four times. So you've seen it before? (laughs) Yeah. And then Matt has, Matt suggested this. So what's your relation to it, Matt? I've seen this thousands of times. <laughs> okay. I, I, cause, uh, I just remember always going to my grandparents' house and uh, they just had VH, they just had bookshelves of VH, VHS tapes. And I just remember just me and my brother and sister just watch this all the time. Now, the last time I seen this was probably when I was a kid. So I haven't seen this over like 20 years. Okay, so similar to Meteor Man. All right, so Laurent, since it, um, since you and I haven't seen this before, what were your thoughts on it? My thoughts was first to temper my expectation because obviously it's an older movie, right? Okay. So, so some of the the commentary and jokes are, I want to say cheesy, but it seemed like I could predict what they were going to say <laughs> and, the, and the way they were talking, right? So it has some old familiar faces such as Pops. And I noticed a lot of his uh, commentary is things that I've seen him on other shows uh, regurgitate over and over. Right? Yeah, but back then it was probably fresh. Yes, I'm, I'm sure it was. Um, moving into the storyline, I also see how uh, I didn't realize that Eddie Murphy does all the different characters like he did in Nutty Professor and such. So I, I, some, of the, the, some of the bits were very refreshing, especially when he uh, played the preacher. Okay. Uh, and... What is that? Angela Bassett got to be 60, but she always looks like she's 25 in every movie. Yeah. She get it. Yes. Um, so moving on with the, the whole story and premises, I, I was first trying to realize, is this a comedy or is this a, a, a drama? But it's obviously a comedy. It's a horror the, comedy. Yeah, horror comedy. Uh, some of the some of the actual uh, violence was was more than I thought it would be. It wasn't in a, a comedy style. Like, you got guys ripping out harps and and uh, you know, biting necks, and it was it was it was it was okay. I mean, but that's what to be. What well, you see, it was. It's not going to win best best picture, but if you go with open mindset, then well, it's it's not the worst thing to watch. So I thought this movie was okay. Um, wasn't exactly sure what to expect. Like I knew this was like around that time where. In the 90s, Eddie Murphy wanted to be a little bit more serious. And so those movies were a little hit and miss when he was, you know, because, you know, he started off with his like raunchy comedy phase, you know, um, with Beverly Hills Cop 1. And uh, what was that other one he did in the 80s? Like 48 48 hours. hours. Like that. And then like he it kind of tempered down like in the mid 90s where he was like, yes, I want to do more serious things like boomerang and stuff like that. And then he just never escaped that fucking kids movie era until like just recently with like Dolomite is my name. So this isn't a great period for Eddie Murphy content, you know. Um, but I thought this movie was okay. Like it was kind of nice to see him like as a play a villain. Um, so that's a positive. Um, there were some funny jokes. Like I was super annoyed when I saw that he was playing another character because I'm like, I fucking hate it when Eddie Murphy can't just be one fucking person in a movie. Um, but that scene was really funny as the preacher. Um it was refreshing to see um, two black cops. I, I don't know. I can't explain why, but like when they reveal Angela Bassett and uh, that was Alan Payne, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Alan Payne. Seeing him as a cop, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, okay, I didn't see that coming. Um, I feel like we missed an opportunity. Like, so they were like, hey, Angela Bassett, she's descended from vampires. And in the opening monologue, in the opening narration, Eddie Murphy mentioned like vampire hunters. And so I thought they were going to kind of set it up that Alan Payne is a descendant of those vampire hunters. Cause I got a vibe of like Hunter from him, like in like some of his early scenes, like especially that scene with Eddie Murphy in the bar when he was like, hey, you know, you need to get the fuck away from her. I got like, okay, he's going to be, it's going to be revealed that he's a hunter and that's how he's going to kill Eddie. I mean, he didn't even kill Eddie, but you know, um, but it was, an, it was an okay movie. Like not something that not, if I'm, if I'm in the mood for a horror movie, 
this will not be something that I think of, but this movie is all right. I man, I've always enjoyed this movie. Um, I, like I said, I've watched it like four times, maybe more even, uh, just because uh, old Eddie is always uh, uh, funny to me. Even even his non comedic stuff that was still funny, like his music career. You know, it's just <laughs> hey, his girl likes to party all the time. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and I, I really, I, I always enjoyed Eddie Murphy playing five different characters in the movie. You know, like when he played the Italian guy, it, y'all noticed that was Eddie, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. Italian guy. So for me, I was like, that's so funny. You know, so I just, I think the man's hilarious. Uh. I really enjoyed the fact that he was a villain because you don't ever get to see Eddie Murphy as a, as a as the villain, and it was a more it was a more serious role uh, because because the uh, what was the vampire's name again? Max Maximilian. Max. So Maximilian Maximilian stayed serious character. He didn't do any of the comic relief. Uh, it was everybody around him. Uh, I believe uh, Julius uh, Kadeem Hardison. Mm-hmm. I believe he was like the, the the center center point of the movie for me. He was like hilarious, you know. I would have liked to have seen a sequel with him. Like they kind of seemed like a setup. They alluded yeah. to it. Yeah, they alluded to it, and I really, I really, I would have liked that too, man. The man's uh, he's funny as anything. Uh, but I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. It was great to watch. Um, and yes, yeah, so um, my thoughts is, I still enjoy it. But I just remember as a kid liking it a lot more than I liked it when I watched it this time. Uh, like Caesar said, I enjoyed it when he was when he um I enjoyed Eddie doing different characters in every movie he's ever done, except for Norbit. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that at all. But him playing the preacher and Italian guy and everything like that, even coming to America, the first one. Okay, yeah, I was, I was about to interject. So you appreciated him playing 15 characters in the second one? No, that's what I'm saying. The whole movie is trash. So we're going <laughs> to put that with Norbit. Uh, but yeah, in, 80, in uh, Nutty Professor, he was great doing all that. Uh, but yeah, everything. Uh, Kadeem, like that was like everything he like was great doing there. Of course, you know, the special effects and some of the other stuff, you know, this was what. 95 ish yes 95 yeah yeah so um the the towards the end of the movie when after he uh makes her a vampire and everything it's kind of like that's the part where it should be like ramped up but i was kind of like felt to me kind of like it dragged um but uh you know like 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 laurent said pop's doing pop stuff um, but overall, I still I still hold it up as a good movie. It's not a time in my opinion now, and me watching it now, but it's still a good movie. I'll still recommend it. Um, I'll wait because I have some information, but I'll say that for the trivia stuff. Oh, are you huh. trying to steal my job, Matt? Well, of course. Well, I, I, I did after I huh? watched it. I was huh? like. Huh? Why? Why? Uh, like you said, why wasn't there a, a second one made with Kadeem? Oh, I said I in the answer to it. No, I, I said in the intro, like this movie did not. It barely made. It didn't. It it came very close to just making its money back. Like it it oh, didn't okay. make enough money. Okay, yeah, I still recommend this to everybody. It's a good movie. Okay. Uh, anybody have any other points before we push for it? No. I'd never realized the movie was directed by Wes Craven. That's yeah. actually yeah, I don't remember that really either. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty wild to me. Like interesting though. Yeah, this I, is um I think Charlie Murphy executive produced it. He also co-wrote it. Mm. Okay, so what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes is on this movie? Once you once you say they didn't make a lot of money, that makes me think low, but then also, you know, you have people like stuff like this used to become a cult classic or whatever. So I'm going to go in the middle and say 49. I'm going to say 37. If he said 49, I'll say 57. All right. So let's let's temper our expectations. Don't go above 20. Oh, 
damn. <laughs> Lord. It was cheesy, but damn, I know what. Uh, 18. I'm going to get that thing about a uh, 13 and a half. Don't, don't do that. A little 10. <laughs> yeah, give, me a, give me a solid number. 13. So very close. And what'd you say, Matt? You said 10? Yeah. So the Rotten Tomatoes on this movie is 12%. And Man, they, the, the audience score is 31%. So even the audience thought it was trash. Man, they haters. The Eddie uh, Murphy fans thought it was trash. I mean, in all, I, I didn't put this in the trivia stuff, but like Eddie's heart really wasn't in this movie. Like this is the last movie he had, to, he did on contract for Paramount. He was ready to fucking go. He wasn't really showing up to set. He was being difficult during production. Like he didn't give a shit. Mm. Didn't know that. All right, trivia time. <laughs> a criticism of Eddie Murphy's career is that is that he portrays too many characters in a single movie. Of the following, which did he play the second most characters? A coming to America. B, The Nutty Professor. C, The Nutty Professor 2. D, Coming to America 2. So not which one did he play the most characters, which one did he play the, the, the one below that? Coming to America. I'd say... You, you uh, saying one or two? One. Okay. I'd say Nutty Professor 2. Um... Let's count this out. So, Nutty Professor, he played one, and he played the father, the mother, the uncle, or father, mother, the brother. Um, I don't remember any side characters that he played in that. Oh, grandmother, father, mother, brother, grandmother. Then he played uh, the Nutty Professor person. And Buddy Love. So that's six right there. Six characters he played. I got a countdown on this. And then on uh, Coming to America, he played the king. He played the barber. He played sexual chocolate. <laughs> Preacher. No. Um, I'm going to go with and I don't even, I have raced coming to America too from my mind. So we're just going to exclude that. So I'm going to go with uh, coming to America one. So you and Laurent said coming to America one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Caesar saying Nutty Professor two. Two. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't remember that one that much. Okay. So I'll break it down like this. Coming to America 1 and 2, he played four characters. So that's tied. And um, the Nutty Professor 1, he played seven characters. And the seven? Nutty, yep. And the Nutty Professor 2, he played eight characters. Oh. So the answer is B, Nutty uh, Professor nutty 1. Nutty Professor. Yeah. All right. All I remember is what it, Janet... Jenny Jackson was in the, the second sequel. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's run through this trivia real quick. Um, so uh, Sonia Davis, Angela Bassett, stunt double, died in an accident on set. What uh, what stunts did Angela Bassett do? I'm trying to think, what were they doing? I don't remember her getting too violent. Let me look this up. I knew this for one second, and then it's, it escaped my mind. The only thing I can think of is when she first... Um, yeah, I don't remember. She fell to the floor and found the casket? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. A 42-foot fall backwards. She bounced oh. off of a huge... Oh, so it probably was that. Well, I don't know. It says she bounced off a huge airbag that was meant to cushion her landing. But she basically just slammed right through it. Did she get thrown uh, out the window? Where did she fall again? Well, not immediately. While not killed immediately, she sustained critical injuries and passed away after two weeks clinging to life in the hospital. Uh, what was the scene? I'm trying to think. Her 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 mom and her family came to visit on set, and that's when she died. Dang. Oh damn, that's even worse. 
in front of your parents. It says Sonya had to drop into the alley from the top of the building. I don't remember that. Maybe they cut the yeah, scene. Probably, probably a scene that was entirely cut out because the stuff yeah. got too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate, though. Um, Eddie Murphy wanted Jada Pickett to play Rita, but she turned down the role. She would later star with him in The Nutty Professor, which was his, his next movie. Um, this is Eddie Murphy's first movie in which his character gets killed. This is Angela Bassett's second vampire movie. She previously starred in Innocent Blood, and uh, later on, she would play a vampire in season five of American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, um, so this is the part where we ask you guys if you want to plug anything, and I just want to reiterate my plug from the beginning of the episode. I was on the latest episode of the Happy Fangirl Podcast with Francis. This is season two, episode nine, Reanimator. So please give a listen. But um, do either of you guys have anything you want to plug? Well, before we do that, I just want to say, uh, even though this movie didn't make any money, Eddie Murphy, right after this, did Nutty Professor, made a lot of money. Wes Craven, right after this, did Scream. So they got their money later on. <laughs> so in the, so in <laughs> the, the end, it worked out the next for movie. them. Yeah. But yeah, uh, back to what you saying, is there anything that you guys want to plug? I'd like to plug my favorite podcast. We used to talk about pod. Uh, you can find it at any one of your favorite uh, streaming podcast streaming services. Yeah, I've never Actually heard of this place. I've, I've never heard of that podcast. Yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? That's, that's, we if we were paying you for promotion, we would not pay oh. you for that. Well, do it again. Wait, what's the name? We used to talk about this at work podcast. You we said you, you claim to listen to this shit every week. I do. I do. <laughs> not every, no. I, I've out of 40, how many episodes is it? 40 something? This I've, is I've 40, listened. What? I'm sitting, I'm sitting on about 30, 37 episodes, 35 episodes. Okay. You can find me on my Instagram at L-D-O-T-G-R-E-E-N. I'm not uh really hawking nothing, just living my life. Uh I'm not really uh got nothing to plug. But I'm probably about I got a lot of catch up to do on the podcast. I ain't gonna lie. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Uh, it was nice to meet you, Caesar, and it's good catching up with you, Laurent. It has been over 20 episodes since you've been on the show. I think, going off the top of my head, I think you were last on on episode 21, if I yeah. remember right. Y'all rock with me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm available now, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got good availability for me, but I don't know. Oh, we don't care about Matthew. Yeah. But we yeah. changed up on me. Mm-hmm. Once I started making this good money, man, I, I too, you know, yep, I'm exactly. not like Caesar. I I don't I don't keep in touch with people because I like them. I I switch <laughs> it up all the time. That's mm. funny. All right. Um. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at we used to talk pot tune in next week when we review turning red and like always i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if this was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening and away goes the news <laughs> <laughs>